Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Ready for takeoff. This is the time. It's now or never. When did not having a plan become a plan? Insanity seems to be the driving force. Ignorance is not a tactic. And hello, everybody. This is Rob with It's All About the People. We're in the studio for another episode. Uh, it's been a minute, so we are just starting back up, and we have a couple of guests in the studio with us. One, BK and Nezzy Dez. They're going to introduce themselves a little bit later on. But we're going we're gonna to hit a topic that's kind of a, an old-school thing but a new-day problem. And what y'all don't know, what you didn't know that I was going to talk about is, because we all have a few miles on us. We've been around the sun a few times. You know, we're not youngsters, we're not spring chickens. So we can probably relate back into the day where if your parents wanted to get your attention, they tanned your hide. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Took you behind the woodshed and got your attention. But today's times, they call that child abuse. And I just wanted to see what, where did, what, would, what did you think about that? You know, because there's a difference between spankings and then there's a difference between that and Abuse. Where's that fine line? Is there a fine line? Is there a gray area? Or would you consider all spankings to be abuse? And if you were mm. spanked as a child? Well, I was spanked as a child. I don't think it's abuse. You know, the Bible says, you know, um, spell, spell the rod, rod spoil the child. child. And I think that's what you see today. You know, kids are so um, entitled. Mm-hmm. And I can't wrap my brain around the stumping of the feet and oh, don't you touch me. Um, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> well, then call the police because I'm going to abuse you. <laughs> Devil's advocate. Call the ambulance, too, while you're at it. Okay. Devil's Get you advocate. some bandages and alcohol. Devil's advocate. Okay. Uh-huh. I was spanked as a child, but I've seen the way they spank now, and you need the police. Mm. Some of the stuff I've seen... In, in my police career, it's not spanking when you love somebody. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, you don't stomp your child. No, nah, that's just straight well, up wrong. That's different. Well, yeah. no, well yeah. I'm saying that's yeah. what, you know, I've seen stomp and I've seen hit with two by fours. Now, granted, my, my mother, if it was within reach and she needed it, she used it. I think the worst I've ever gotten a spanking with was the Hot Wheels... That orange Hot track. Wheels Those, uh, tracks, right? That's what right. I got whooped with. <laughs> a switch. switch. Absolutely. And a belt. Absolutely. I never got the... Uh, Extension the cord. cord. I never Me neither. The never had the cord. Yeah. But, but now, the Hot Wheels tracks was the same as a cord, really. But, but what I'm saying wilt. is... <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is some of the so-called spankings are, are, are over the top. I yeah. mean, you don't smack your kid to the point where they're bleeding at the mouth. No, I'd agree with that. I agree with that. But that's what's happening. So I think, and I do agree, if you're going to tell me how to discipline my kid, then it's time for you to take care of him. I get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some of these parents who are probably too young to be parents are over the top with their discipline. But I think that's a learned behavior. It is. So we know... When we were growing up, although we were disciplined and we probably got whipped with the Hot Wheel tracks, yeah. our parents never hit you in the face. 
Right. You know, they had a technique. This is a technique of getting your butt whipped. There's a technique. Huh? It's a technique from old school parents. Uh-huh. You know, the younger school generation, you know what, I think they grew up in a house that was um, abusive. Mm-hmm. It's a distinct difference. There so is a difference. It's a difference. But I'm going to take you back and, and shed a little bit of light on where these spankings and, and stuff comes from. Now, back in the days of slavery, you know, the slave acts up what happens to him. He got whipped. He got whipped. Mm-hmm. The slave talked back what happens to him. Got whipped. The slave did something wrong. What happens? Got whipped. They got whipped. But not just whipped. I mean, just beat to within an inch of their lives. Yes. But there was always one of the slaves who was kind of like the foreman over the other slaves. And then they would make those foremen do the whippings also. So it was the black beating the black to keep them in compliance in front of everyone to teach them a lesson. Is this right. is what you That's don't right. do. Right. And when you said this is passed, passed down, it is generational, generational because it is learned behavior. My parents did this. My great, great parents did this. It's learned behavior through the times. But the mindset of people have changed. Now, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that anytime that you put your hands on your child in a disciplinary t- type of manner, it is domestic abuse. I'm just going to go out there and say that. Okay, well, then I guess I'm just but, abusive. But, but let, me, let me follow this up. I want, I want to qualify mm-hmm. this statement. But I will say that sometimes... The methods that are taken, you need those to gain the attention of your child. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a simple sit in a corner and a good talking to. Now, I'm not advocating and telling anybody that, yes, of course, you should spank your child. You should, right. you yeah. should do this. You should do that. Each and every family and adult has to make those decisions for themselves and realize what are the consequences. Mm-hmm. Are there just the physical scars of a spanking? Or are there emotional scars that also come with that? Now, when they go too far and it turns into abuse, of course, that's emotional scars. And those are also the traits that are passed down generation to generation. I mean, uh, what, well, what I'm, are your I'm, thoughts I'm, about I'm, that? Come on. I, I really think that the purpose of the spanking is being overlooked. The reason for that spanking is so you don't do that again, right? We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. We're not just beating because we got nothing else to do. We're beating you or spanking you. <laughs> <laughs> We're not making light. We're, We're spanking yeah. you right. because we don't want you to do that again. Right. We want this to be a learning tool. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Becky's way of, of, of discipline, meaning take time out, mm-hmm. I don't think that works for me. I tried it. That, that, you know, no, 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 no. I tried it with my son. You know, I, standing I, in the corner. I said, stand in the corner. That, that shit, get in that, the corner, that, Joshua. That, that, don't, that don't work. It didn't work. That don't work. Hey, wait a minute. What about, I ain't standing in the corner. Who? If they tell you that. Oh, no, 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 no. So now what happened? You stand high. Little Timmy will tell you. No, not, not, no. We said Joshua, not Timmy. Timmy. It's Timmy. A, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say Timmy. <laughs> let's, get, let's get this straight. Because what Joshua did not do. Uh, get, uh, Chase ain't going. Well, how did you get his attention? Oh, I, I, I had to whoop him. Okay. I tried to stand, stand in the corner, and it worked a little while, but then he started giggling and jumping. You know, kids, it depends on your child. So you got to know your child. I knew. Can you share the story about the basketball court? <laughs> when a little boy beat, beat, beat Joshua's. Yeah, we'll see. 
Just share the it's story. It's kind of embarrassing. Share the story with the listeners. Well, no, see, things I learned behavior, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, that story was a little intense. The point I'm making is, the point I'm making is, standing in the corner didn't work for my son. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, I had to lay paws on him. Had to bless him. Lay hands. And I spoke in tongue, and it worked. I just say, get this attention. You get I got his attention. attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Every child is different. Okay. Now, let, let's, let's separate. There's a difference when you, you got put across a knee and then you got the old hand paddle to the rear end. That ain't no woman. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm just, I just want to make sure that we kind of like touch all of these bases. Now, taking objects and spanking your kids with them, like you said, the Hot Wheels track or the, or the switch. Well, I did the shoe, but it was a house shoe. My boy did a spoon. He had a wooden spoon in the kitchen. And I said, you scarring your son, because every time now you go in the kitchen, you open that drawer, <laughs> and that big-ass wooden spoon. He goes, well, I ain't going to talk about my boy Dwayne in Texas. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You know, you know, discipline is very difficult. Yeah, it is. You know, I saw my son getting out the shot. I said, oh, Josh, where you get that scar from? I'm just kidding. Where was a little... Not a big scar. But do you think it's too much for government to be in your business like that? There's a place, there's a time and a place for everything. And, and, and I think government oversteps in some places. But there are places where, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, before I even go on, I'm going to say there are some parents that absolutely should not be parents. I agree. Absolutely yeah. should not be parents. Be parents. parents. And we're... We live in a country where that cannot be controlled. You know, people are going to have kids that should not be having kids. And if the cycle of abuse isn't broken, that's a family, basically a family uh, thing that's going to go on and on and on. That's that's the family legacy. Um, and, And then we're talking about the difference between spanking and downright abuse. But, yeah, the government has a place. But sometimes the place of that government is in where other things don't work for families and people. And a former government is DCFS, Department of Children and Family Services. Now, somebody who gets in that system may be tied up in that system for quite a long time. Now, there was uh, just recently, it was either last week or the week before, a story of um, a little girl who had died by the hands of one of the parents, but it had been reported, she had been reported as being abused prior to, but for whatever reason, she was allowed to remain with that family. Mm. And, and the that, siblings were with, with, with somebody else. Exactly. I, I, I remember that story. Right. So, I mean, I sometimes government died. works. Yes, she did die, but right. and sometimes government does not work. I said the system failed that child. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and every now and again, that... that now it's almost a lot of times now the system is failing our kids. Yeah. I mean, and well, the, the system is fueled by people. And when you have to depend on people to do their jobs, that's when you either have the successes or you have the, the failures. failures. Yeah. Just like anything else, funding. Yeah, I don't believe there's enough money in DCFS. Mm-hmm. And if a DCFS agent goes out, sees X, Y, and Z, whatever they see, and make their uh, disposition, and they submit their paperwork. The next level is to put the child in some other type of housing. But if there's no funding for where that child is going to go, 
be it a foster home or wherever it is, the kid gets lost in, in the whole shuffle of everything. The so, funding is there, though. I think the I, problem I, I is... I believe the funding is, is there. there. Here's enough. No, 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 no. there's enough money. No, no. Yeah. Yes, it is. I the, would think even with an abundance of money, you still have to depend on people to do their job. Right. But if I give you... As as a, as a caseworker, I give you two cases. It's the caseload versus a hundred cases. Yeah, it's the case How much attention? How much attention do you have to put into a one hundred cases? Mm-hmm. Right. You but it's not it. the funding. What happens is when you're a DCFS worker, you become burnt out because DCF of work, your caseload. Because uh, of uh, the caseload, it's not because the funding is not there. And when I say hap- funding, it could be to hire more people instead mm-hmm. of. A thousand DCFs. No, it's just the recidivism, the the overturn. You get so burnt out in the mental health field. See, the mental health field is a field, if you're not very careful, it's like being the police. If you don't know who you are as a human being, it's just a matter of time before you burn yourself out. Because you become so engulfed in whether knowing, are you doing the right thing? Did you link this child to the right family? You know, it's, well, it's, you it's, would agree that there's not enough DCFers. DCFS agents or workers? Um, I just think that their caseloads are heavy. So you need more workers? That could be true. But you I, have to I, have I, more I workers. I really can't speak both. to that because I don't yeah. know. But I do know that if you give someone too much work, that span of yeah. control is, is just not there. I mean, it's, it, yeah. you just can't. There's only so much time in a day that you can devote to cases and if they're overworked then that sounds like an internal problem and that internal problem is what fails the people so just to ask you a question since we there a minor child that commits a crime Mm -hmm. should the parents be held accountable uh that's a good question um there's a certain right there there's a certain level of responsibility but Accountability. I think there's accountability and then there's responsibility. I am responsible to raise a well-adjusted, very well, socially engaged, social, uh, productive citizen. That's my job. If I'm a parent, that is my job. At the end of the day, I should have raised a well-adjusted, productive citizen. Okay. So back to the question of question is should that parent be held accountable right when they a commit a crime carry a gun shoot somebody whatever the case may be right so if i outline my (laughs) responsibility and i didn't do that and that child does commit those crimes no i'm not accountable for those crimes but i am responsible for my offspring so can i be held legally accountable no, I don't believe you can be held legally accountable. Um, and, and Do you think they should be? No. For example. I don't, but because that, that puts too much strain on a system that's already strained. So if I'm trying to hold this child responsible and then I bring you in as a parent too, am I going to prosecute you because your little Johnny went out and robbed a, this, the local stop and rob? Well, you know, with public housing... If your child is selling dope or bring dope into the house, mm-hmm. you can get put out. You know why? Because I'm responsible for what goes on in my walls. If, if that's what's happening and it's in my walls and I haven't done anything about that, absolutely hold me accountable, hold me responsible. But if my little Johnny went down the street and he's slinging dope on the corner and he's in it, or he's hurting somebody or he's shooting somebody and I don't know about that, 
you can't hold me responsible for what I, I mean, hold me accountable. Well, what's the difference? For, I don't you, know. You can't hold me accountable. Well, because the difference is it's happening outside. Just wait. It's, it's happening so you said outside. I need the police is no, bedroom? no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you should. Because now it's inside of your. Listen, when I was growing up, my mother came into our bedrooms, my sister, myself, and my brother. My mom went through our, our drawers. <laughs> she was nosy. I did no, the no, same no, thing no, as a parent. No, that's too. called being a good parent. She was nosy. Okay. I well, called that a health and well being check. Absolutely. That's exactly what absolutely. I did. Health and well being check. Listen, and the, they knew it. Absolutely. The other thing I, is, I'm just kidding. we didn't have closed doors. To go in my mom's house and you close your door and said, oh, I need my privacy. No, you didn't have no privacy. Not in my house. Everybody's <laughs> different. Everybody, close the door. Absolutely. But you do not. know that's how it works in the jacks or in public housing. A child commits a crime, that whole family suffers. Exactly. You do know that. That is. So, for example, my good friend, a high school classmate, police officer, Eugene Goldsmith. He was attempted carjacked uh, in front of his house or wherever he was. They shot him twice. He was able to get a shot off. They found the person who did it, I think, yesterday, the day before. He was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. My question is, that parent, should they be held accountable? No. The reason I no. say that is he's 14. Whatever he's okay. done. He's 14. Whatever he's done, by the time he's turned 18, he has a clean slate. He's Here, 14 I'm, with common sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidetrack us just a little bit. In the same okay. vein, but I'm going to sidetrack us. Come on with it. Just a little come bit. Come on, come on. Now, we're talking about should the parent be held accountable for what the 14-year-old has done. So what that, what that basically is saying is, don't worry about it, Johnny. You can do anything you want, and I'm going to take the hit for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm going to take every single hit for it. So you go out there, you do anything you want, because there's nothing that I can do to you that's going to stop that. you. I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. I see it in the same vein as if Johnny brought in 20 rocks, in where? In my CHA apartment. Okay. That I don't know about. Well, you should know about it. I'm it is your house. Absolutely. You are the king of your castle. You should know everything that goes but on that in your house. the same gun that he used on the street, he had it in the house. Well, if you, I'm go, I'm it, got the right. if you didn't find it in your house when you were doing your health and well-being checks, you, you're supposed to know everything that goes on in your house. You yeah, there are some things you may not know they are going to slip past you. But it is your responsibility to know what goes on within the four walls of the home that you live in. So if my, my offspring is bringing something into in the house, you, you know I'm going to find it. You know then what? Why, why is the parent held accountable when a child is curfew? Because I should know where my child, child is. Not what my child is doing. True I should school. know where my True child from is. School. I thought my kid was at school. And so no. if the principal I calls him, to listen. And the principal, now what happens is when your kid goes to school, the school becomes responsible for your child. But he wasn't there. But, and I expect, and what the, happens listen, is, I expect the principal, the teacher to give me a courtesy call and say, you know what, Valerie didn't come to school today. And guess what? When Valerie, first of all, if she didn't come to school, I'm already getting dressed. See, that's what's going on. See, parents are not parenting. I'm getting dressed. I'm looking for Valerie. Now, you go up there to that school and, and, and talk, right, Valerie's not on, there. Valerie's put, not. Sign Valerie and put your hands on No, her. check this out. The principal <laughs> and the teacher already said Valerie's not, so I already know she's not at school. So now I'm scratching. I'm going to you know Cynthia's what Valerie house. Is. I'm going yeah. to her girlfriend's houses. Mm-hmm. I go to the playground. Mercedes, Shamika, Shamika now? Listen, when I worked Third Watch, I would 
well, I can say this now because I'm not working. I'm, I'm retired. I would go leave the job oh, and say, wow. put me down. <laughs> I said, you know, put this me is down. Public now. Like, well, that's okay. I said, put me down. Retire you, know you discipline you, then right, fire right. you. Right. I like put me down on a break. I drive way to the house. And if he was not in the house, I'd go up to the playground. And guess what? You know what you're describing right here? What? And I'm sorry to cut you off like that, but I have to say this. What you're describing is what a parent should be doing. Should do. Right? Now, what, we, what we should be concerned about is the parent that won't do that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I've, I, I've, I've, I've known done it. <laughs> the parents receive a call. Hey, you know your son down here at the state. Well, well I, can't keep, I, yeah, I can't, I leave, can't work. leave work. I can't leave work. I'm at home sleeping. That's I can't. That's right. No. right. See, I, don't, I can't wrap my seat. I agree. And see, I agree. parents that... So here's the thing about it. Parents have dropped the ball. Some I, parents. Some we're parents. not all parents. Let me preface that. Because right. we got some extraordinary good parents. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the parent. I brought a kid home one time and I said, excuse me, ma'am. Do you know where your daughter is? No. She was scratching her head. Where's she at? And I just grabbed it and put it in front. This was at like 1 o'clock in the morning when I was working midnights. You should know where your 14-year-old child is. You should. Outside at midnight? Right. Midnight. 14. I should know where my children are. Come on. Now, if it's evening and they out down the street committing some crimes, of course. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm very concerned about it. What's the worst crime you did? That I did? I asked you first. That I did? (laughs) Me? I asked you first. I don't remember. There's so many. uh, Really? Ring ring doorbells and run. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you ring the neighbor's doorbell, we ran. And run. My mama didn't know I was doing that. Put eggs on somebody's car. I never did that. Really? Oh, they egged my car, so I think it was good for the firecrackers. I rang a couple couple doorbells. I did because I was scared of firecrackers. I never did that either. My mama didn't know I was doing stuff like that, but I did it. I did it. So, uh, so you had some uh, firecrackers. So should your mom have been written a citation for you possessing no, my, my point was, my <laughs> point was, you all said you all should know where your kids are and what they're doing. No, that's not what he said. It, it, he said that when your, you are not gonna when your kid, <laughs> we're not yeah, yeah. You. what he said yeah. was when your child comes back in the house. See, I don't understand parents who don't, shit, I'm going to you, you smoke, Did you smoke grief as a child? I tried, but it made me go crazy, so I knew it was not for me. You still must be smoking. You're crazy. <laughs> I tried, no, and I tried it. And I was, went on my, got on my knees to pray, and I thought I was in the graveyard. But that's a different story, so I knew, man, why? It was not for me. See, see, genetically speaking, all kids shouldn't do drugs. I got a bad gene. Josh knows the gene is bad in our family. Don't do drugs. All right. That's it. That's all. So, yeah, we got to be re- responsible for our kids, but we, <laughs> you, you're not, you're never... You're not going to be held accountable for a crime that they did unless you assisted in some sort of way. So is there a better word? A shooter that goes out and shoots up a mall, uh, shoots up a mall <laughs> with a rifle that I gave mm-hmm. to them as a gift. Okay. Should I be held accountable? Come on with the answer. Should I be held accountable? Yes or no? I believe yes. Okay. Because it's because of you. Because of me. That 18-year-old was able to get a Ford car. Mm-hmm. And get that gun because I signed off on it saying that. And I put all of that in motion. I put all of that in motion. And I did not even know the mental status of my child. Who knows better than you? That's right. I'm the parent. So hold me accountable. So in in that particular case, and I think we're talking about what happened in uh, HP. I believe that that father Mm -hmm. who allowed that child access to get the gun should be held accountable. 
I truly do. Okay. I truly that do. we can agree on. That we can if agree on. If you sign because well, well I'm not signing for anything. Because, because the state of Illinois makes it where you, you can buy a gun at eighteen. So that's jacked up. So here's my take on it. You know what? If you're not old enough to get a gun, mama not signing for you. Well, if you can't get a car, I'm not co-signing. I just don't. I Johnny, don't Johnny family them because they hunt. Okay, well. They hunt. We're not talking about Johnny. I don't know why you need an AR-15 or an assault-style rifle because you ain't getting squirrels. The point is you should, you know what? Here's the point, anybody who's listening. Police your children. Police them. That's right. Pat them down when they come in the house. <laughs> Pat, them down. Pat them down when they come in the house, huh? Pat them down. Come, come here. Well, my, come over here. Let me pat you down. See what you got on you. I'm very serious. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just my take. Yeah. So you should know what your kid is doing. That's yeah. the bottom line. Absolutely. You should know. You should know I'm where they are. I'm very serious about that. Curfew yeah. time, you know, if they're not in the house, you should know right. if they're not there. And if they're not there, why? And you should have, kids should have a curfew. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand why kids can hang out at midnight and one o'clock. When I'm driving, if I see kids walking down the street, it, it boggles my mind yeah. to see young people walking down the street with no direction. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take us in the direction of, and we kind of touched on this just a little bit, but I, I want to take us down this path of, the parental responsibility and parents who basically run blocking for their child everywhere. Mm. Um, I call this the helicopter parents who are just hovering over their child and doing everything for them, taking care of them for everything. It, 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 to me, that just limits the, the, the child socially and as a person, um, if you're if you were constantly running interference for them, how do they ever learn to to fend for themselves, to be the the social people that they're supposed to be? How do they ever learn responsibility? How do they ever learn taking responsibility for the actions if the parent is always running those blocks and that interference? Does that include that part where that parent goes, My child didn't do that? Yeah, absolutely. My child wouldn't do that. Oh no, I don't, I don't No, know. good and hell well, I got a video. That shows your child with that gun. My child ain't had no gun. See, but so, so 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 let me ask you this: Are we talking about kids who, and I'm not trying to distinguish or make a difference, kids who actually that commit crimes and have guns, or just kids? No, it doesn't even have to be criminal right. acts. I mean, right. just in the general. Let, just I, can't. I, let me put it like this: um, Child comes home with a D. And and the child says, it's because the teacher didn't like me. Mm. I got the D. So the parent goes and chastises the teacher mm. because of the the bad habits of the, the student child. You know, things like that. It doesn't have to be criminal in nature, well, you know, but just kids, running that but interference. You know what? Now, you may just have some kids that's kind of slow. So you got to know your child. And I'm, I'm serious when I say this. So... And I get what you're saying, you know, if the child is um, not applying himself. I'm not talking about the child. I'm talking about the parent. I know, but I just. The actual act that the kid can come and say whatever, and mom and daddy, more than likely mama, going to always take the child's side. I don't I care can't what. I can't wrap my brain around that. It happens. I know, but I agree with you. The kid come on and say, that teacher don't like me. Yeah. That teacher don't like me. I turned in my work. Well, I said, I'm that parent that said, you know what, shut your mouth, because what did you do? 
I, t- I ain't do nothing. That teacher oh, don't like me. Mm-hmm. You ain't listen, Mom. You on her side. Mm, well, Miss Smith. I, I I can't I can't speak on that. So you never took your son's side over to teach? Mm, I used to beat my child. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but no. It um, may be arrest warrants for you. It might be. Might be um, we better do some checking here. And I'm being totally honest. I just never. And I and I this is I promise you. Mm-mm. Well, we, see, we you gotta know your child. Are, I know we gotta know our child, but there are parents that are like that that mm-hmm. will constantly a run that interference, constantly put the blockings up for their child, and I and I just strongly feel that that stymies that child, that limits that child from taking responsibility and being a responsible adult, because then you have the the development of the child into a person of blaming somebody else for their problems. There's nobody there. I mean. Who who is teaching that child how to do those those skills of of never having to do chores and and now when they get their own place have they ever yeah. gotten the habit of being able to clean up after themselves to wash their own clothes to wash their own dishes if somebody's constantly doing all of this stuff for them you're right you're absolutely right well I, I guess because I had to wash walls you see I'm just I'm just Right, and I'm a product of parents who we had to do chores. They yeah. made us do chores. They got your allowance on Friday, and we got allowance. Well, sometimes if we you did well. get no allowance, but you had to rake lawn, and it was terrible. And it was the, and it was the the chores and the cleanups, right. and we had to keep our rooms clean, clean. and washing right. the walls on Saturdays. That was you make your bed when you get absolutely. out. Right, absolutely. Right. So absolutely. those are the values. I think we've kind of lost those values yeah. as as time has gone by. I mean, people talk about. How do you often do? Does a family come together and eat dinner at a table uh, during dinner time? Um, does that happen anymore? That does. It, it seem like it doesn't. I think a lot of it's just a learned behavior, though. Well, is it that the parent wants to be cool with the kids? No. I'm not gonna be the kind of parent that my parent. Your child's I've best friend. That, yeah, that um, kind of uh, stuff. Mm. I've heard that. I hear it to this day. Working where I work now, mm. these kids are very, very, very entitled. I mean, we have a parking lot, what they call a student parking lot, and in this parking lot are have Porsches, really? BMWs, uh, uh, Benz, Vets. But they're used cars. It doesn't matter if it's used or not. They're status symbols. They're, those We're not are, talking about Chevrolet and Ford. It's status symbols. I'm telling symbols. you, hey, first of all, we're still talking about kids coming to school in a car. We're not coming with BK9. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Uh, we got dropped off or either rode the bus. We got Here, dropped off. Let me off, tell you what comes along with that. You give, you give your child a car, you're also handing them responsibility. But at that point, then that means my responsibility for that child increases so much more. I'm giving you the keys to a car. Yet you didn't have to work for. So this is what I want Come on, from that. you. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Not, here's the keys. Go do whatever you want okay. to. And when you crash that car, you mm-hmm. just come to me. I'll give you another See, car. So, so, okay, so, and this, and this is a true story. Here's how I feel about cell phones and the parents pay kids cell phone bills. I just think that that should be earned. A lot of parents, well, I want to know what's going on with my child so I can it keep. It should be earned. Right, so. I that got, doesn't happen. Though. But listen, though, I got my son his first cell phone. I think he was about maybe 14, but kids got him at five. But when I got that bill and it was $500, I snatched that phone. And I said, you can't have this phone. He didn't get another phone to, for an entire year. Because I can't afford a $500 bill, uh, you know, for a phone. But if you could afford it, no. would you still have gotten it? No, absolutely not. 
Five hundred dollars. Well, let me say this: If you could afford it, you wouldn't have to say five hundred dollars. I can. That, I that'd can be like it, right. five dollars. Even if I could afford it, and I and I could afford it, yeah. why would that's I want to do that? So, that's a parent that can afford to buy a Porsche for their kid, Boom. should they do it? You're not getting if no they Porsche. Can afford it? No, no, no. I'm just saying. And mm. if a, See, if are y'all talking to no, the wrong parents? No, let's let's think. Let's think outside of. I'm what, trying to. Let's think outside of what we consider the norm. Mm-hmm. And let's say that there is so much flexibility in your finance and income that you can afford a Porsche for your child. Would you give that Porsche to your child? No, he got a Toyota. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Even even that Toyota, in some schools, is huge. Because the average kid in some schools is leaving school, walking to the bus stop. Right. Or wait, or getting right. on that yellow bus. You, you, you know what? And it's like, dang, you got a car, man? Yeah. yeah. But see, at the same, see, I guess, okay, I guess as a, and I wasn't always a single parent, but as a female who was raising a son, my biggest fear, what prompted me to get a car, actually I passed, passed down my used car, was the fear of something happening standing on a bus stop. And that's I why and reason. that's that's exactly why parents yeah. give their ten year old kids a phone. cell phones. Yeah. Exactly. Times are different. Right. It's just everything is just so different now. I mean, you know, it's you, you gotta go get from one point to the next being just a male child. It doesn't even matter what color you are, it's just being a male child. The struggle is real. You know, and as a parent, if you're a good parent, you have and we got some extraordinary parents. If you're a good parent, you you worry. It's, it's it's a constant worry. Even when your child becomes an adult, it's a constant worry. Yeah, there it is. just it just it doesn't disappear, and it's frightening. But a Porsche, uh, mm. well, a Porsche. Some people's like a Chevy or a Ford. Yeah, it's exactly so. right. I guess it depends on your um, status and it's what like you know. Right. Let, let me. When I went to when I was in Dubai. That's over in the United Arab Emirates. When I was in Dubai, mm. every other car on the road was a Mercedes. Mm. And then there were some higher-end cars. Mm-hmm. But Mercedes over there is like a Toyota over here in the wow. United States. So wow. it's the mindset. It's the, it's the mindset yeah. of instead of, oh, that's a Porsche, it's like, that's a car. Yeah. It's not a car. Oh, that's just a car. Yeah. You know, here, I'm giving my, my, these keys to my, my son. Here you go, son. But if I do that, I'm giving responsibility and some instruction with this. Because if you don't walk the straight and narrow, guess what? I get the keys back. Instead of do whatever you want to do. I think with a car comes consequences. You know, if you're failing in school, see, I don't know. I I still don't believe you take the car back. I don't believe a parent who gave their kid a Porsche We'll take the car back. We'll take the, take the labor Porsche off. And just we don't know car. the parent. We don't know the parent. I, I just, I honestly believe that a car of that status, I just think they just think they are entitled to have it as opposed to earning it yeah. or or it's just, it's, it's here. You're of age, you know what my this belief is what is? you get. My belief is, as a child, your first car should be a hoopty. My first right. car was a hoopty. Well, but you know what? But <laughs> because and you got to learn how to put gas right. in it. Right. When the, and that's when you're going to have your, your little accidents, Flat. your little right. bumps and stuff. And so the first car he got, it was had over 107,000 miles on it. That's right. That's where you, that's, where, that's yeah. your learning car. And then you can graduate to something oh, better after that. that. Oh, my God. Oh, because you bought her brand new car. Josh couldn't even drive that good. He couldn't even do, mm. Mm. Well, Brick got a brand new car off the lot. Mm. 
So that's, uh, I mean, that, that's the difference of <laughs> being able to afford certain things for your for your kids or not, you know. But I mean, I'm not I'm not a, from the era of giving a ten year old a cell phone. Me but neither. but I understand it because of what we have going on outside. Right. I mean, there's. But not just a cell phone. What, it has to, it has be, to be the, the top of the line latest iPhone. iPhone uh, 13, I don't even know what number I don't know because I got an iPhone 8 and I need to upgrade. One, one of my sons, his first, his first uh, cell phone was a Firefly. You ever heard of those? No. It was just a little bitty phone that had four buttons on it. Mom, dad, home, and something else. I forgot really? what. Yeah. You press the button, it called mom. Press the other button, it called dad. But then, that's all you need to call? Yeah. So that 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 yeah, one of them that I eat, But here's what I can relate to is the kids um who are on Facebook and doing TikTok. I I can't relate to that. because uh, you old school, you probably don't even, you know. You told me you don't have a debit card, so I I sure I don't have no <laughs> is that funny? I don't have a de- I don't have a debit card. I don't I've never been to the what is it, the cash station. You don't have a cash, you don't know nothing about cash Absolutely out or Zell. Right. I don't anything. do no Zell. That's right. But you know, I know Just where my old I, bet, school, right? I know where my money Take at. your check to the she, bank. She, let she the bank. Zell is big mama's name down <laughs> south. <laughs> Zell <laughs> oh I still, that's why I go so to the I bank. So I can see you next Friday. You take your check. You no, take I just it right got, on no, to no, the bank. I, no, I got they it. stamped that little I just book got for the, you. No, I, just got, I just got direct deposit. <laughs> what? You all yeah, see? Look I got it there when I started working. Well, um, well, you yeah. got direct deposit. Yeah, I know. Isn't that? Wow. Oh, I, I got it's direct deposit. Directly going to the currency exchange. No, 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 no. No, no. But see, I don't have no cash that she got, so I put it in the bank. Well, it goes directly in the bank, and then I go to the bank to get it. See, there you see, straight up old school. But anyway, we kind of off track a little. We're gonna we're gonna focus ourselves back in. Come on, on, bring it in, bring it in. You know these these yeah. these little issues that we have, and um, <coughs> but you know that there's no instruction book that comes after when a child parent, is born. Yeah, there's right. no there's no instruction book. All you can rely on is what you know. Yeah. Sometimes you know. Behavior. Sometimes you know some things. Sometimes you don't know. And parenting is hard. I don't think so. Oh, come on. You don't think parenting is I hard? I think it comes natural because of the way you were raised. It just, it just comes out. I don't know. I, I, I think I you get it as you go that's on. one of the yeah. hardest jobs yeah, on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if you are, when this is subjective, if you are a good parent, I think that is the hardest job on the planet. It is. It is. Because you are putting everything that you have into, into the, that child. Into the child. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with I think with it's that. easy. No. It may come easy, but it is still a hard job. It, it, okay, I, I, see, I see where you're going. It is a hard job. It is. It's a hard job, but it comes easy because you know what to do. No. I think you know what to do if your kid don't come in at the time you told him to come you in. You hope you know what to do. do. If you told Josh to bring his butt in at 9 o'clock and he comes in at 9.30, what you going to do? I can't wrap my brain around that. But you know what he go, you know what you're going to do. Nah, I wouldn't. She going to beat his ass. I, you I'm going to be you worried. Can, you can hope you would know what to do in all the situations. Or, uh, or it a depends situation on, of, right. It depends, it depends on, on right. 
I mean, have you, have you had the son? I'm going to be nervous. That, that's 15 or 16 and comes home and says, I got somebody pregnant. Or if you have the 15 or 16-year-old girl that comes home and says, I'm pregnant or anything like that. Right. I mean, those are things that you hope you prepared for. But guess what? Oh that just God. made life more difficult I tenfold. Got, I got a 23-year-old. If she come home and right. say that, I, I don't know what See, I'm but that's different. A 23-year-old coming home saying, I'm pregnant. That's an adult. It's an adult. Your 15-year-old coming in. Let me say this. Let me say this. One of the things that really, really rocked my world when my wife died was before I proposed to her, I told her I had two children that were not planned. And one thing I wanted to do, I wanted to be engaged. I wanted to get married and plan a child. When my wife made all three of those things happen, that meant the world to me. Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean the absolute world to me because that's what I wanted to do. If Brooke told me she was pregnant, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna love her any less. Of course. However, I would want her to experience the greatest joy that I had, and that was to plan a child, get married, enjoy each other for a year, at least a year, because we were up in our age, and then plan a child. There's nothing like, there, when I say there's nothing like going to Lamar's classes and all of that, of course, when she was in, uh, ready to deliver, it all went out the window. I was like, yeah, come that on, baby, breathe, too, breathe. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> and Joe, Charlie said, shut the f- up. I ain't breathing. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm, all I can do is impart that you are in control of that. Yeah, but at 23, though, BK, it's completely different from somebody being 15. I, I agree. Yeah. If, I I agree. Tw- if I had a daughter, and I don't have a daughter, and she came at 23. Too late? Can you make any babies anymore? <laughs> This is a sick person. But if, if, if my daughter came home oh, at 23. Can you make babies? How old are you? <laughs> You're sick. Oh, she can't. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring us back in. Again. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. But if, Put the focus back right, right. if my daughter came at 23 and said, I'm pregnant, I would be so happy. Yeah, I mean, it's a difference. She's an adult. She's an adult. And, and, and still just planning her life right. out. But, I mean, it's different when, when, right. when a, a minor child is. I mean, that, right. that is a life completely And at 23, you still don't make mistakes. Well, you know, well, you, you still make, make mistakes. No, when I say seldom, I mean the pregnancy. I'm saying, yeah. oh, I, well, anyway. So, I mean, don't bring the kid. Don't think I'm gonna watch it while you run the streets. Well, see, then also brings us a different point of mm-hmm. um, of grandparents are cooler. Let me just put it. I'm not gonna say younger. They're cooler these days because some grandparents they still go out to the clubs and all kinds of see, stuff. But they at don't 15, have that kind you of probably wouldn't want to. Well, see, you're gonna actually want to guide. Oh God, I'm so glad I don't have no daughter. Got pregnant. I'm so 15. glad I ain't got no 15 year old. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean if, if if you can imagine uh, families yeah. that go through that, or right. or or yeah. the thing of, of of their minor child uh, saying that uh, that they were raped, right. or or um, so a family that I has to experience incest, you know, stuff like that. Should I open up and be more receptive to that idea? BK, if, if I'm asking, if Brooke got pregnant right now, it's okay. okay. She's no. responsible. She's an entrepreneur. Do we take a commercial break right now? Uh, I'm just mm. not not that you have to 
change anything about it. It's more of us realizing it's being that a realist. we are used to our own lives because we live those lives. Yeah. But there are people out there even disadvantaged or that... that that, do, do you agree that once you have a child, it changes your life? Oh, absolutely. It, it is absolutely so, life changing. I want the world for her. I want her of course to you be do. able to you travel are, without you are it parent, affecting me. You are a She's parent doing it now. that is present That's all I want. That's all and I want. engaged. If you are a parent that is present and engaged, yeah. then you will guide that child along the path that, that they should be going on. I mean, there's, like we were just talking about, there are parents that shouldn't be parents. You know, they'll have kids that have kids but have provided nothing in parental responsibility or parental mm -hmm. uh, parental instruction or guidance. I mean, there's just but the point is this, it's hard being my parent. oldest child, my oldest child, mm -hmm. no kids, awesome job, has everything she wants. Okay, but if she got pregnant right now, was not married and didn't if, plan if, it. If, your if, point. If, if she got pregnant right now. I couldn't do anything but be happy for her. But so let me ask you this. Because she's mastered so much and it didn't stymie her. Jessica's been to places I have never even thought about going. Well, BK, my thing She is, had a house uh, built from the ground up. Yes. She bought a brand new car of her choice. She's chosen to be a parent to her Let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm just going to cut you off. Thank you. How did she get there? She got there by hard work. Okay. How did she, she get that trait instilled in her? Where I'm did a, it come I'm from? A, I'm going to say I'm going to take a bow. Okay. But it's it's exactly the point we're talking about right there. Okay. Parents who are engaged and present, like I said earlier, produce well-adjusted, productive citizens. And at the same token, if you look at the youngest, which is Brooke, and you know I'm, I'm very aware of them because they're my nieces. Brooke is well adjusted. She's an entrepreneur. She's doing very well. She's mm -hmm. 23. Mm -hmm. Now I don't see Brooke just you know getting pregnant, but if she does, it's not a matter of life or breath. You should take your bows, but Absolutely. you know what? The goal of the parent is that your child yeah. does much better and goes much further than you ever did. Absolutely. And with that, we are going to put a pin in it, and we are going to end this show. And I want to thank you guys for coming on, and thank you for coming to the studio. And uh, we will catch you next that time. Was awesome. That was awesome.